Well, the latest figures show some 80,000 fires have been recorded in Brazil this year, the highest number since 2013. The effect of its destruction goes far beyond the country's borders because the Amazon rainforest absorbs a massive amount of carbon emissions and provides about a fifth of the world's oxygen. CNN's Nick Payton Walsh flew above the state's hardest hit last week. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Sid Davis back with a brand new episode of the Social Introvert Podcast, episode 155. You can find the show exclusively on bynkradio.net forward slash podcasts, as well as SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. I'm also on YouTube, so check out the Social Introvert TV on YouTube. Got some content coming real soon. And I've just joined Spotify. And speaking of Spotify, the entire BYNK Radio podcast crew is there as well. Check out Government Name Podcast with Shogun and Cole Jackson. That's G-U-B-M-I-N-T Name Podcast. Check them out on Spotify. And my boy Rain Coleman, host of the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast. He is on Spotify as well. So do yourself a service. Check us out, man. We uh getting to it, man. Uh, it's, it's, it's a process, but we get into it. We we pumping out some content. I will say that I'm like this the entire episode. So if I just came in abrupt and you're kind of like, whoa, nigga, like, calm down. I'm sorry. I'm on 100. Um, I'm exhausted, but I'm still on 100. I'm, I'm going to just start off by saying this. All right. I listen to a few projects, of course. When am I not listening to music? I listen to... Um, a new project from Jadena, 85 to Africa. Awesome project. Um, I list, I also listened to a new project by an artist named Black Party. Never heard of the guy, but he dropped a project called Endless Summer. Awesome project. That's, that's my introduction into him. So um, I'm impressed. I love it. There's a song on there called Dancing, which I liked a lot. And I played like over probably a hundred times. I don't, I don't freaking know. Uh, Norman Perry, R&B trap artist. You know, he's of the, the Bryson Tiller sound. It's like Bryson Tiller disappeared and all of these dudes just came through knocking at the door, actually not even knocking at the door, just kicking the door open saying, Hey, we got the same sound too. And we do it better. Uh, Norman Perry dropped a new project called foreign Perry hard. Um, I'm very picky about my R&B and it's between the men and women right now. I, I'm more so about the women of R&B today. They are killing it. But uh, anyway, Foreign Perry was a great project. Check his his project out. His name is Norman Perry. St. John came back with his uh, with a brand new project called Ghetto Lenny's Love Songs. I really like St. John a lot. Clyde Carson dropped an EP called late night money high i really like clyde carson that's my dude g perico um is uh, a west coast artist who just dropped a new project called 10 8 haven't gotten around to g perico but i i fuck with g perico uh who else who else who else powers pleasant is a member from pro era with joey badass and nick caution and kirk knight anyway powers pleasant dropped a compilation project called life is beautiful and uh it, it's pretty much i 
is basically like the Beast Coast album. Not a bad project. I actually like it a little better than the Beast Coast album. But uh, once again, Life is Beautiful is a dope project. Uh, Joey Badass is on it. Kirk Knight, Michi Darko, and uh, Zombie Juice from Flatbush Zombies is on it. Uh, G Perico has a feature on there, actually. Shout out to G Perico again. Buddy, ASAP Ferg, AK the Savior, Jay Critch, CJ Fly, Aaron Rose. They're, it's the whole Beast Coast crew with a few others. Uh, Brock Hampton. Brock Hampton dropped a new project called Ginger. I love Brock Hampton. I, I don't know what it is about him, man. It's take a flip flop. It's one project that can be like really experimental in R&B. And their next project would be like some rapidy rap slash trap music type shit. So once again, Ginger by Brock Hampton is out. Trader Truth also dropped a new project called Exhale. Is is Trader Truth mad at somebody or is like, I don't know. I think he's angry because the entire album, he's he's talking shit. He's talking to shit. But Exhale is a great project. Uh, I'm always here for some Trader Truth music. Been rocking with him since 04, since <laughs> since I, I freak before I graduated high school. So, uh, damn, time flies. But uh, yeah, shout out to Trader Truth. And last but not least, before I get into that album, if you have not checked out that Little Brother album, May the Lord Watch, I don't know what y'all doing. I'm just saying. That's probably the only, that's like the main, not the only project, but that's the main project that I have been jamming to since it it dropped. Like I said, it's like these dudes never stop recording. I'm highly surprised by that. Because I'm like, these dudes about to sound rusty and I don't know about all that. I think they've been recording together all these years in secrecy and nobody knew it. But <laughs> but yeah, um, and getting to my last project. Eve by Rhapsody. This is a, a project that is dedicated to the black women of our history. Just Rhapsody's getting a lot of niggas out of here. I'm sorry. I've been wanting to say it for the longest time. But I knew in my mind, I'm like, okay, she's not she's not there yet. I can't hear it. And uh, she has a project out there called Beauty and the Beast. When she dropped Beauty and the Beast, matter of I'm sorry. When she dropped uh, She Got Game, that was the album. When she dropped She Got Game, that's why I was like, all right, I, I'm hearing it. But it really won't air. And then she dropped Beauty and the Beast. I'm like, all right, she's getting niggas out of here. It's a wrap. It's a done deal. And she dropped the Crown EP. Still getting niggas out of here. She dropped her debut. Not her debut album. Uh, I believe it was her her second album, Layla's Wisdom. She was getting a lot of niggas out of here. I thought she was talking shit before on those previous projects. She's showing the hell out on this album i cannot fucking believe it like i can't even i can't believe what she was saying on the intro of this album the intro is called nina uh come come on man and i'm thinking this is an album right i'm thinking eve was entirely just gonna be like ninth wonder and crisis i should have known better because it's like i think the entire soul council of jamla records is involved with this Cause I'm hearing a lot of Eric G production on here, especially uh, like songs like Whoopi, Oprah. I believe Serena was done. I think Serena was produced by um, Eric G. But man, Rhapsody's getting niggas out of here. If I have one gripe about that album, I wish Jean Grey was. I wish Jean Grey had a feature on there. Jean Grey. Is also another female rapper. Like, if she was a lot bigger than what she was, y'all niggas would go crazy for her too. But this album, Nina really starts off dark and somber, and Rhapsody is just throwing nothing but bars on there. Like, I, I can't, I can't even wrap my brain around it, bro. She said some, cr- I think this is what she said. 
I, and I think it was on the intro because I listened to it for like on like three days straight. But it was a switch between her and little brother. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think she said, uh, y'all can have the bars. I spit hard metal gates. Henry Louis Gates, when I caught me some new estate, make room for myself. I'm in a way different mental place. I keep it real. All y'all look anime. I'm fine like anime. Black don't crack like Angela. Black and brave like in the A. It don't come with apologies. Apologies, basically. <laughs> Less is tipped like some Andre. When you greet me, it's namaste. Spread love the Brooklyn way like marmalade. Um... Rhapsody, shorty, stop bugging. You, she's bugging the fuck out on this album. That's all I'm gonna say. Cause I think that's what she said on the intro. I think that was like a few of the bars. Cause I couldn't stop playing that song, and then it goes into the second track called Cleo. And Cleo is this flip of Phil Collins in the air tonight. Now, for most people that know me, like that grew up with me. I have this weird fascination with Phil Collins for whatever reason. I don't know. I, he makes great fucking music. It's like three or four artists that I have this crazy fascination for. Freddie Mercury from Queen. Uh, I really like Elton John. I think he's great. George Michael from Wham. And um, Phil Collins. And then there's Boy George. All five of these, four or five of these artists make great freaking music i i don't know what it is but i have this odd fascination with phil collins for some reason like he's just the one that sticks out to me but that flip by ninth wonder was insane i've heard i've heard the sample bean flip before and Vado rapped on the beat but this one right here was just it is fucking outrageous that's all i have to say another thing that kind of threw me off with this album uh, I didn't expect Lee Kelly 47 to be featured on here because I don't think her name was like really thrown out there. Like the I didn't bother looking at the track list. I hadn't heard anything prior to the album dropping. I'm like, I'm going to wait until the album drops. And wow. I what the fuck? <laughs> Eve is a dedication to black women that's it y'all should check this album out it is a beautiful album i thought she was showing off on layla's wisdom she's showing her ass on this album and i love it and then it has a feature from queen latifah queen latifah's not singing queen latifah is rapping she is freaking rapping and i, I damn near cried because i was like oh my god because i well i got misty eyed like, i didn't almost cry well i'm lying i almost cried because <laughs> i saw that and i was like oh the queen gonna sing bro just okay and then she just came in and just start barring niggas to death i'm like oh my god she's really rapping she is really freaking rapping so um yeah man check this album out this, just check out the, the track list of this album. I'm not going to go through the names of the track list. Like, it, it, shit. And she has a song on here that I think is my favorite song. I don't know. It's Aaliyah. That's track number three. It's between track number two, which is Cleo, and in track number three, which is Aaliyah. I don't know. I, 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 God damn. PJ Morton's on the album. Uh, PJ Morton actually has a new project out. It's it's okay. I'm not really digging it like I dig his previous projects, but it's okay. But uh, PJ Morton's on the album. Sojourner with J. Cole is on the album. Sojourner with uh, J. Cole was actually on a compilation project. Uh, Jamla is the Squad Volume 2. That's also a great project. So uh, check that out. Uh... Let me see, Sir J.I.D. is on here, L. Varner, L. Varner just dropped a new album called Elevation, Mariba's on the album, 
D'Angelo and Jizza from Wu-Tang's on here. K. Roosevelt and Lee Kelly 47. I really wish that Jean Grey was on here. That would have been so nice. Um, Damn. It, it's with projects like this. Like, I, I get hype for the newer artists. Like, yeah, man, this album's dope. This album's cool. But then it's just artists that show off their lyrical prowess, their fucking rapping ability, just the lyrical miracle shit that I lose my mind because I'm like, yo, niggas is still rapping like this. Royce the 5'9", when he dropped Book of Ryan, I was freaking out because I'm like, yo, like this Royce the 5'9 has been here since 99. And now it's just like he's kind of he's stepped his game up like better than most of the artists that I was just kind of keeping my eye on for all these years. I wasn't really keeping my eye on on Royce the 5'9 like that. Not back when he dropped Detroit Rock City or um, success is certain or death is certain. He really started showing off when he was dropping those bar exam mix mixtapes. So, um, but yeah, Rhapsody, I've been rocking with this girl since, or this woman, let me say, let me correct myself, this woman since 2008. And shit, I thought she was showing off on the come up. She's really going the fuck off this time around. So please check this album out. I'm sorry if I'm I'm just going on about this. Wow. Awesome, awesome album. But anyway, let me, uh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to play something from Eve. I don't care. Um, I might get flagged for it. I don't give a shit. But anyway, uh, this track right here, like I said, is one of my favorite songs from the album. It's called Aaliyah. Check it out. Are you that somebody? When Aaliyah was alive, it was cool to be a tomboy. Tommy boy fly. Martin and Tommy boy, a cold world. We all trying to survive. Talking cold world. We're only drugs, been supply. Respect A1, A1. My drive A5. Only plan for some niggas. What's the plan to stay alive? It's a loss of blessing. Only a few of my friends died. I know another side of graves. So I'm always at a graveside. Bad boy. Was the only ones I like. Most of my ex-boyfriends all got two strikes. Bad boys. That's at least two lives. I know niggas that double that. Got at least two wives. Yeah. And they both got kids. Yeah. And they both age five. That kind of drama two lives. Uh. But Ali ain't alive. I wish we gave Aaliyah two lives to catch this wave that I'm on. You need at least two ties, nigga. I'm busting to everybody rise, nigga. Still singing Mary Blige. What I've come to realize, real love from somebody ain't about to give a prize. Are you that somebody? Like Aaliyah prophesied? Are you real? Are you real? Back and forth with you guys. I ain't about to argue with none of y'all. Today's a good vibe. Yeah, I'ma treat myself. Let me get a supersize. As my cup runneth over, it's fulfilling to me. This ain't ET news. I done went sci-fi. Uh-huh. I'm closer to God. I done went sky high. Uh-huh. Been alienated so much that I must be fly. I am who I am. I don't rock a disguise. To be more than a woman now, come with some ties. Are you that somebody? Are you that somebody? Once again, that's Aaliyah by Rhapsody off of her brand new album Eve. It's available on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Music. Goodness gracious. Uh, matter of fact, that song was produced by Eric G. So yeah, Eric G is all over this album um now that i'm thinking about it he he has a lot of credits throughout this album i'm thinking like i said i was strictly just thinking it was going to be ninth in crisis and uh what's his name cash cash on the beat he's another great uh producer a part of the soul council but yeah man wow and i think there was like a, a voice vocoder the sound effect that we've heard all throughout the years from like Zap and Rogers. That was actually DJ Battlecat. And I was looking at the credits. And when I saw that, I started, I was bugging out then too, because DJ Battlecat is one of my favorite West Coast producers like ever. And the dude does not get the credit he deserves. This is somebody who 
if you want to know why Dre is where he is now, you can thank DJ Battle Cat for that. So, and DJ Quick too. So that let's not just throw DJ Quick to the side. DJ Quick, to me, I think, I think DJ Quick to me is the the shawty red of the West Coast. Shawty red is the man who is basically known for creating what we know as trap music now. So, uh, you know, and Shardy Red don't really get the respect. A lot of people think the the origins of trap music derives from uh, Lex Luger, but and Lex Luger's dope, but it's, it's Shardy Red. So anyway, uh, let's see what's going on here. Well, real quick before I get into some of the shenanigans going on. Um, I was just most of the time I jump on Twitter and I just tweet for like five minutes and then I jump off. But for a minute now, I've been writing this story that I hope gets turned into a script. And it's um, it's a horror story. And it's not the the average horror story. There's no slasher like the Jason and Michael Myers and shit like that. Cliche shit. None of that. No monster like Deep Blue Sea. Nothing like that. Well, Deep Blue Sea is not really horror. It's more of like suspense. But anyway, uh, the story that I've been working on is somewhat similar to a movie that I watched as a kid called Jacob's Ladder with Tim Robbins. Um, Also similar to something that I seen a long time ago called The Merchant of Venice and William Shakespeare's Othello. Now, all of that sounds weird as shit, right? And I really like Jacob's Ladder because... A lot of people don't because of how the movie ends up and what it turns out to be. The movie is well, I'm not going to spoil Jacob's Ladder for y'all. What I'm trying to say is they are Hollywood. They are um, attempting right now. Actually, I think it's already done. Let me check because I think I can stream it on one, two, three movies. Yeah, it's I think it's streamable on one, two, three movies right now. They are doing a remake for Jacob's Ladder starring Michael Ealy and his brothers and the brother in the movie is uh, played by Jesse Williams I don't like that and <laughs> and I, I know it's like well hey okay Captain Obvious nobody really digs a remake but I'm kind of irritated with this shit with the remakes and all of that and reboots and like the fact that we're getting reboots like not even seven to ten years after another movie that we've seen like fam relax and come up with something original it's kind of pissing me off i don't know why we're getting a jacob's ladder remake we don't need a jacob's ladder remake at all that's like that's like trying to do a remake of donnie darko with jake gyllenhaal or something like that or that's like they're they're even attempting to do a Scarface remake, even though the Scarface that's popularly known with Al Pacino, that was a remake of a movie from 1953. But they perfected it with Al Pacino. And I think we should leave that alone too. But apparently the Scarface remake is supposed to take place in LA and it's supposed to be starring Leonardo DiCaprio. Love Leonardo. So I'm kind of like sitting on the fence. I'm not sure. But whatever. I, I'm not digging that Jacob's Ladder remake whatsoever. It just sounds fucking stupid. And the pre- the premise on what it's about, it just sounds very fucking stupid. So uh, I'm going to move on from that. So Lord Jamar from Brand Nubian, which a lot of y'all might know from seeing him sitting on Vlad's couch or... A chair or whatever whatever he, the fuck he sits on i love watching lord jamar um him and royce the five nine are going at it over another grown-ass man and the beef is between eminem it is about eminem and it's super duper corny um <laughs> it's this has been going on for some years now like we've seen the videos where lord jamar he would say like Eminem is very he's lyrical like he's he's a top tier lyricist but the hood ain't listening to Eminem 
niggas is not really eminem is not in anybody's fucking playlist and, and niggas playlist or disc changer like that in the rep in the ride at all i don't ever hear nobody bumping eminem on the bluetooth and in the prius but is there any is bluetooth in the prius i don't know fuck prius but anyway <laughs> uh they are going at it over this grown almost 40 i think eminem is like 40 now like fam and they're there the receipts are there they're on dj vlad's youtube page lord jamar has said many times that eminem is a top tier lyricist but niggas is not fucking with eminem like that like he's right he's not wrong about that whatsoever i don't really i think eminem is a great rapper but he keeps trying to prove to everybody and it seems forced that he can still rap fam we know you can rap we just don't really care we're not you're okay and it's just you know people still try to give him this um this goat status because he has a lot of records sold and i we've been saying over and over again that numbers lie but uh once again royce the five nine has stepped into defense of eminem this is what he said i think if people knew how much money he made off of that shit man they probably would look at it different like especially lord jamar you know like you're a legend in the game you're part of a legendary rap group it's like you're going and sitting on this man's couch sitting in this man's chair and you know like you running up these views because you got so much controversial shit to say about one fucking person and you know he walks away with the check and you walk away you know um craving attention you know what i mean like it's it's i don't even like seeing niggas in that space i don't like seeing you in that space brother you know what i mean because like talking about him like Real niggas don't listen to his music and all that. First of all, man, you're not like the measuring stick of who's real or who's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what you think about us over here or you think about me. I understand you said some shit like, yeah, you respect 50, but, but the other niggas know who I don't respect or whatever the fuck that was. You said like, yo, I don't care about none of that shit. You don't have to respect me. Just don't disrespect me. I don't want no problems with nobody and I don't have to fuck nobody up. You know what I'm saying? That's how I look at it. You're not cool to me. You're not tough to me. You're not the measuring stick of what street niggas listen to. I don't look at you like no type of street nigga. I look at you the same way you look at Marshall. You say he talk about a bunch of shit he don't do. I feel like you rapped about a bunch of shit you never did and you still ain't doing. So what's, what's really the difference? Tell me one line that you have said in your career that, that qualifies you to critique a top tier lyricist. I don't give a fuck if you don't like his music. The motherfucker is in everybody's top five. You don't get there by just being a white rapper. And I know it's like, oh, there you go defending him again. There you go again. Goddamn, I'm defending lyricists. It's a small community of motherfuckers that went to the hip hop shop before we got on. And we went to clubs like the Ebony Showcase and we was the backpack niggas. We was the hip hop niggas. All of us, we listened to M's album. Everybody in the hood was listening to M's album that's into lyrics. And every nigga, every, 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 every real nigga ain't street and every street nigga ain't real. What up, though? Every street nigga ain't real. Every nigga in the hood ain't a street nigga that only want to listen to Jeezy. You know what I'm saying? And every nigga that sit his broke ass on, on DJ Vlad couch don't qualify to speak for all real niggas. Y'all niggas ain't fucking cool, man. Y'all goofy as fuck. Never been about that. It ain't never been about no tough guy shit. It's about what can you offer to the culture? What can you do that's going to make you last? Are you going to make a classic album? I don't give a fuck about your radio song. I don't care about that, dog. I've been here for 20 years. I've seen niggas come and go. You know what I'm saying? Would you rather have, would you rather make 700000 for 20 years straight? Or would you rather make $2 million for two years straight and then fall off? That's fucking, that's depression. That's depression and suicide waiting to happen. You're right, Royce, but you are very, very, very wrong. Incorrect in everything, almost everything you're saying. Um, not a lot of niggas in the hood are street. You're right. There's a lot of Magoo, nerdy guys that kind of stay to themselves, keep their head in their books. They're not resorting to some damn Eminem. I know a lot of dudes like that. These dudes were like, yo, man, hey. You fuck with 8-Ball MJG or 
what's your favorite uh pastor troy joint from back then and they are listening to what the hood niggas are listening to they're listening to gucci they're listening to waka flocka they're listening to all of that shit i don't need to go down a list i don't know what you're talking about royce and i love royce this isn't a dig at royce whatsoever but it's it's always weird like it's like niggas get real sensitive over eminem for some odd reason look i know i'm not crazy i'm not gonna fix myself and say oh eminem is not a lyrical rapper eminem is a great lyrical rapper he's not my top five <laughs> i know rapper. i can name off 10 rappers that will rap eminem under a table i'm sorry it's just i said what i fucking said i'm not looking at eminem as this top tier lyricist because i've heard niggas better than that before like it's i don't know what it is and i are well i know what it is i know what it is at the end of the day he's a white rapper uh, people are going to always walk on eggshells when it comes to Eminem because of what this industry has turned into and what and the folks that own rap music. But I'm not going to get into that because it's going to turn into or people might think it's going to be like anti-Semitic. So I'm going to chill. I'll relax. But Royce is bugging. Royce is truly bugging. Like I said, I like Eminem, but it's clear as day. Eminem just looks like he's trying to force his his staying like his staying power. Like Eminem, you gotta let it go. You dropped what album was that? Revival? I didn't even listen to Revival. I heard all reviews from people, all hip hop enthusiasts. And they were straight up with their opinion. They said the album was garbage. Then you dropped, um, you you turn around and drop that one album. I don't know. I forgot the name of the damn album, but it looks like it, it's basically a rendition of the Beastie Boys album cover from way, way back. I don't know the name of the damn album, but apparently people were praising that. But guess what? I didn't listen to the album. I didn't care to because it looks forced it looks like you're trying you're fighting very hard to hold on to something that you need to just go ahead and let go the genre is changing every three to five years if that probably two now the genre is changing let it go royce shut the fuck up i liked your bar exam mixtape you were rapping on trap beats and that's the that's another thing if you're adapting yourself right just adapt yourself to the genre just keep your head low you don't have to jump out the gate and just defend this nigga it's corny and i don't even know why i call lord jamar corny lord jamar has just been telling the truth he was keeping it 100 all of this time and you just keep jumping out the window and crying and shit like i said it's not a dig at royce i love royce but it's it kind of pisses me off. But anyway, um, Lord Jamar did respond. That response is 33 minutes long. I'm not playing this shit. <laughs> but it's basically. It's basically just telling Royce, hey, I never said anything that you're saying. He's, I'm saying that I respect Eminem. I think he's lyrical. He's great. But black people aren't up in arms and jumping up and down listening to Eminem every day. That's unrealistic. Truly, a matter of fact, um, let me see. I, I'll I'll read off something that he said because I'm not gonna play any of the audio. <laughs> he says, uh, "Let me find this, but I'm let me scroll down." So, okay, Lord Jamar says, <clears throat> "You say nobody cares about my opinion, but my opinion seems to bother you very much." Why? Is it because it's gaining traction? It's gaining ground? When you hear people you, sh you feel should be falling in line, actually keeping it 100, it's just real shit. Uh, let me see here. It's kind of broken up. Let me see. Uh, what, makes me <laughs> what makes me the yardstick of what's cool? Motherfucker being a black man? That's why fucking white people want to be like us? My fucking vibration makes me cool, motherfucker. I'm using motherfucker as a term of endearment. 
I'm not trying to beef with you, bro. <laughs> That's just part of what he said in that video. Um, let me see where you can find this video. You can find it on. You can find it on YouTube, actually. Um, <laughs> matter of fact, he continues on to go from there. Let me see. Your relationship with Eminem doesn't look great from a racial standpoint either. I compare this to Django Unchained. It's not a good look for you, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Um, yeah, the, the video, the audio clip is 33 minutes long. Check it out on YouTube. Uh, Lord Jamar, uh, I, I like him a lot. Very educated dude. Very well spoken. And like I said, bro, like Eminem, even me, Eminem is great. He can rap. Does he have like, are all of his albums classic? No, not like the way y'all put it. Y'all claim everything he drops is the most incredible thing under the sun. This dude has more bad albums than good albums. Let me see. Let's see. The only good project Eminem that to me, in my opinion, um, infinite and that album was shelved. I don't really care for any other Eminem album after that. I don't like the Eminem show. I don't really like the Marshall Mathers LP. It's okay. I do like the song. Uh, what song was that? Kill You and Criminal. That's about it. Uh, I never got around to listen to the Slim Shady LP. Do I? Re oh, Relapse. Eh, Relapse was weird. But I do like Crack a Bottle with 50 Cent. Uh, and Dr. Dre. Yeah, he's on that song too. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that crazy that crazy verse where he was mimicking uh, Christopher Reeve's voice on Medicine Ball on Relapse. That's it. I don't, like, bruh, Eminem can rap. I'm just not that... I'm not a dick rider. I just don't care for the guy. And you may say, man, you be standing over Currency all the time. Currency is the greatest fucking rapper that ever lived. I don't care. Currency is top five dead or alive. Period. <laughs> Let me stop. Uh, anyway, I don't know, man. These two are bickering back and forth over another grown ass man. And it's annoying. But I can see the point from I can see Lord Jamar's point. Royce the five nine, this dude is always jumping in defense. Same with Bazaar. I'm I'm surprised Bazaar was nowhere to be found. Bazaar is a weirdo. Eminem don't even talk to that dude. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I don't know. What do y'all think? I know some of y'all might like. You can't disrespect Eminem like that. Like fuck Eminem. He's great, but fuck him. He's he's uh, no. Stop it. Let it go. Anyway, let me find some new music for y'all, man. Like, that just got me a little irritated. Because y'all won't let that shit go. Y'all act like little kids. Eminem's the greenest rapper that ever lived. Did you see how many records he sold? No, nigga, I don't care how many records he fucking sold. Like, he's not that great. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, Currency just dropped a new project <laughs> called Hot August Nights. And uh, like I said, I like it. I wish it was longer. It's too damn short. Uh, one of my favorite joints, though, on this project is called Another Score. Check it out.
bitch, all my niggas rich, don't trip. Recipes nil, I let my dating twist. Can't believe I even had to say that shit. Damn, that tight fucked up. While I roll the next one up, think about my home and fam and how I wish the best for them. While I run my numbers up, cause any day my time could come. I'm on my dollar hunt. Then I stunt, don't live outside my means, don't fuck your re-up I train hard in the off-season, and when it's game time, I make it look easy We in this shit to win the championship, straight mashing, bitch Like ain't no lacking slick, we goes after it Ferraris and boats like we run a coke Diamonds and gold, money and hoes Stay on gold, another skull Once again, that's another score by Currency off of the brand new project. Hot August Nights is available on Apple Music and Spotify. Dope project. So before I get up out of here, let me see where I want to start. It's between the rainforest, these chicken sandwiches, Sony Marvel, Spider-Man, whatever. And this uh, quote unquote inside look of Star Wars and the Rise of Skywalker. Jesus desperation desperation i'm gonna start off with the amazon rainforest three weeks three weeks it's been burning like i i knew i mean this isn't the first time the amazon rainforest is caught on fire like i've seen this before like it, but it's funny when the internet they just y'all act so damn weird what you realize that we could be losing 20% of our oxygen and all you care about is chicken sandwiches. Shut up. Just shut up. That's not how that works. Relax. And it's the people that just be thotting around and showboating and just showing their ass on Instagram. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Like, hey, thought around if you want to. Show a little uh, a nip slip on, on the gram. I like that. That's great. You look great. Some of y'all do. Some of y'all don't. But for y'all to just sit there and just keep posting it, like every five minutes we have to make this go viral we have to save the earth y'all are weird bro and it's, it's a lot of y'all when y'all talk about this rainforest shit <laughs> how do i want to go about this look okay now it was a little bothersome that the amazon rainforest was on fire but i'm not gonna lie i did get a little upset for the fact that it apparently he's been burning for three weeks that did bother me a little bit but for y'all to just sit here and share videos and say oh all y'all care about is popeye's chicken what is this our world is coming to an end the apocalypse is here like shut up shut up stop it knock it off (laughs) people gotta eat people are starving (laughs) gas prices are high uh moms and dads they're busy all the time at work so sometimes they can't really go home and cook like they really want to hell um mom and dad might have to stop by somewhere to get something to eat Hmm, popeye's chicken i heard they got chicken sandwiches let's go try them and be dinner for the kids expensive as hell but well no they're not expensive i take that back that's the impossible burger i did try that I take back what I said. The Impossible Burger is uh, yuck. Uh, But that's Burger King for you. Uh, These parents, they they got time to, you know, sit down with their kids, ask them about how their day was and make sure the homework is done and, you know, kind of talk to them, see what's going on, you know. But as far as parents, like a lot of them, they just don't really have the time to jump in that kitchen and cook like they want to. And I know these parents do. They got to stop somewhere and get something to eat. And you trying to relate that to a fucking rainforest burning? (laughs) Why let it burn? Why? Why was it burning for three weeks straight? I don't even know how true that is. 
But I mean, it's very concerning. It raises questions. It's a rainforest. Raises a lot of freaking questions. But you know, I'm off of that. Y'all on the gram, y'all gotta relax. Y'all are so strange to me. I think a lot of y'all are from like Mercury or some shit or like Saturn. I don't know. Y'all look like aliens. Um, and what? Let me see. What else? Sony and Marvel out here beefing like rappers. I don't know why. And it's a lot of people. And that's another thing. This also let me know how you comic book normies. I can't even call y'all comic book normies. Y'all don't read comics. You MCU normies are so weird. Y'all act like this is the greatest Spider-Man known to man. Look, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, the, the entire trilogy has its flaws. Well, minus Spider-Man 2. That's still regarded, regarded as the best Spider-Man movie, period. Um, I won't argue that at all because the first one was kind of, yeah. Um, and Spider-Man 3 was just the biggest letdown ever. Um, Sony, well, I don't blame Sony, but Mark Webb, who was responsible for the amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. I like Andrew Garfield, but not as Peter Parker. I liked him a little bit as Spider-Man. I thought he was a little charismatic. He, he kind of fit the part as Spider-Man, but Andrew Garfield was not a good Peter Parker. And now we have Tom Holland. Um, he's cool as both, but I don't really look at him. I don't. He's a cool Peter Parker. I don't think he's like really that fitting for Spider-Man at all, even though he's not being replaced at all but now that sony has they're no longer partnering with marvel on this uh we can't use mj uh, who plays uh zendaya plays mj any of the side characters uh happy who was uh iron man's right hand in the uh, limo driver can't use anybody from the mcu so it does raise some questions but y'all got to give Sony more credit than that. And y'all have to stop blaming Sony like it's their fault. Let's stop acting like Marvel and Disney are all innocent in what they do. They're not. They're greedy. We have a live action Lady and a Tramp movie coming. They want to reboot uh, Home Alone and Night at the Museum, which I think is just criminal. Uh, I give them credit for the Mandalorian trailer that just dropped. Mandalorian looks awesome. Um, I really like. The, the bounty hunter storylines of Star Wars. So that should be good and promising. And, uh, but yeah, like I said, y'all got to give Sony more credit than that. I think Sony arguably has made the greatest Spider-Man movie that I've seen. That's Into the Spider-Verse with Miles Morales. And yeah, it has all the other spider um, side characters. You got Spider-Man, Spider-Gwen, um, you have the, I can't think of the pig. Um, that was one of my favorite, man. I love him. He was so funny, but if anything, people need to look at Spider-Man into the spider verse and aspire to make comic book movies like that. I think if into the spider verse was live action, that would be regarded as the greatest Spider-Man movie to date. Forget about the homecoming and far from home which i thought homecoming was mediocre i do like michael keaton as the vulture that was probably the most exciting part about that movie far from home was cool the most exciting part the most exciting part about that was um seeing nick fury and spider-man interact uh the relationship between spidey and mj or peter parker and mj mysterio was cool and oh in the ending with uh jonah jameson making a cameo that was amazing that's probably my favorite part but yeah um these these homecoming far from home spider-man movies they're not top tier i think into the spider-verse that animated movie with the black spider-man black and hispanic spider-man was the best spider-man movie to date besides spider-man 2 with toby Maguire. Um, if we looking in hindsight, a lot of these Spider-Man movies are very mediocre. And I think, um, uh, I think he only boosts 
or heightens you know the anticipation when he shows up in other movies i don't really care for much of the solo films of spider-man minus into the spider-verse that's just my opinion but yeah uh i'm thinking spidey's out here plotting on money moves and sony and marvel they're just not being loyal to the soil this is about spider-man and y'all not being loyal y'all beefing like legit rappers and y'all gotta stop (laughs) uh and last but not least uh, star wars d23 dropped a trailer well let's not call it a trailer it's called a special look of star wars the rise of skywalker hey look what the fuck is this what is this i tell you what it is is desperation you're trying to bring you're trying to lure old fans of this franchise back into the theaters is too late too late force awakens um i could somewhat rock with it i could leave it alone i'll let it go i don't know what the hell you were doing um ryan Johnson, cough cough <laughs> i don't know what you were doing with the last jedi what was that and now with this uh special look into the rise of skywalker this looks bad i saw where's bb8 Where's the little, the robot, the one that, the new R2-D2 um, robot, the BB-8, where is he? The one that rolls around. Where the hell is he? I like BB-8. But anyway, um, R2-D2 is there, of course. Chewbacca is there, of course. Finn, Rey. Um, and then there's a little short, quick clip of Carrie Fisher. She's back as Princess Leia, you know, RIP Carrie Fisher. Um, C-3PO is in this trailer with like red eyes or something what is he supposed to be possessed by the dark side or so, like what's supposed to happen with this movie or this franchise we were supposed to be if anything we were supposed to find out who Rey was in The Last Jedi but prior to all of this being made we were told oh she could be a Kenobi or a Skywalker This is a clear indicator. This trailer. Y'all are desperate. Y'all do not know what you're doing. Y'all don't know what you're doing with Rey. We don't even know if she's a Kenobi or a Skywalker. I know I just said that. But it's very confusing. Then you have the nerve to bring back uh, Emperor Palpatine. uh, A.K.A. Darth Sidious. Why is he here? Nobody asked for that. I guess, you know, if you watch the trailer when The Rise of Skywalker, the first trailer dropped, you hear him laughing at the end of the trailer. And I guess that was supposed to get the fans excited, but nobody was excited. Not for that. I'm like, what the fuck is Palpatine doing here? His his old ass should be dead and gone. But this, like I said, it's desperation to draw back the old fans. And once, uh, like I said once before, it's too late for that. We don't know anything about Ray. We know zero about Ray. Who is she? We, I think we know very little about Kylo Ren. Then at the end of the trailer, which I think was just, what the fuck? Ray is um, wearing this black cloak is covering her entire body almost her head actually her whole head you can only see like her face and you see her holding like two lightsabers but it drops and connects into like a double lightsaber the same double lightsaber that you probably remember seeing in star wars a phantom menace um and the black cloak that she's wearing looks somewhat similar to emperor palpatine's black cloak that you've seen throughout the old trilogy and um in star wars episode three if i'm looking at it correctly is she supposed to go dark is she supposed to turn evil like what's happening here and i speculated about that a long time ago i said hmm what if ray is actually bad and kylo ren is somebody who is already bad but he's trying 
very, very hard to redeem himself. What if? Or what? I don't know. Like, this is very confusing to me. I don't know if um, General, not General, Emperor Palpatine is supposed to be doing this body transfer thing because I saw C-3PO with red eyes. And then at the end of the trailer, I see Rey uh, looking evil with the black cloak and a double lightsaber that was red. So I'm like, is this supposed to be some weird ass body transfer type shit? Like some host? I don't know what the hell is happening, but like I said before, this is an act of desperation. They are desperate to save this franchise and it's too late for that. I am not fucking impressed. Sorry. (laughs) JJ Abrams. I know you want to um, honor George Lucas. This ain't it, chief. And that wraps up this episode for me. Thank you for listening to episode 155 of the Social Introvert Podcast. Real quick, shout out to the usual suspects, 12 Kyle Podcast, Random Tandem Podcast, Conversation Con Artists, Reasonable Ignorance, The John Effect Podcast, Two Awkward Millennials, shout out to Talk It Out Podcast, Saturdays with Chicken Duck, Uh, and of course I can't forget about the BYNK family, shout out to Government Name Podcast with Shogun and Cole Jackson. And shout out to Rain Coleman over there at the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast. Last but not least, I can't forget about our BYNK blog content creators, Jasmine Blue and Hakeem Skipwith. I am also a blog content creator myself. You can go into BYNKradio.net, go on over to the lifestyle section and scroll down. You'll see the social introvert blog. Like I said, um, I got two entries coming. Got two entries. It's a lot going on, so... I haven't had the time to post those two. Um, I'm trying to situate everything with posting more videos on YouTube for the social introvert TV. So it's a lot of shit going on. Stay tuned. Hold your horses. <laughs> and uh, if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at I Sid Davis, I S I D D A V I S. I also have an Instagram page page sorry an instagram page for the podcast that's at the social introvert podcast and i also have one for twitter that's tsi underscore pod all of that will be in the description of this episode follow me man hit me up and uh sing your thoughts if you have any questions um you need advice you just want to talk and just shoot the shit you know just something random doesn't matter to me send those emails to the social introvert podcast at gmail.com and as always guys see you thursday peace be digging life missions control the system these women so splitting i'm about the business hoes listen act different stop acting ignorant i'm so gifted more chilling i'm very vivid with reefer in my blind smoke it up all these motherfuckers rapping whacker than a mug y'all don't know what goes on in my head or in my lungs Opened up the doja work, the shiva dose, the duns Probably got you flunky stunting cause you fucking with my puns They come with the combustion, get concussions, then you done A pungent introduction, only junction is the love So kick it to percussion, homies rocking with the mud I'm fucking up assumptions, barely started, I'm so young Stuck behind construction, slowly punched in after lunch I'm planning the advantage in a fraction of a grub They grabbed the metal safety glove for me that I'm a cut all along took the dope to survive Some words to the guys with the bone-covered eyes Spit wise to the dome, spin faster Sick bastard, throw stones, I'll throw these bricks past you As these actual chapters channel Promo for a vandal that's prone to the slick damsel. That's an ebony if you like. Never need what I like. Remember me when I die. My energy will reside in every one of these rhymes. The remedies with me, guys. She loves telling me that I'm tight. My girl Melody, she's so fine. All that I've created while faded up in the basement. All the time wasted while wasted, I've been through phases. Borderline exception, perceptions we've been replacing. And more than I've expected, cause everything's been amazing.
All along took the dope to survive So word to the guys with the bone covered eyes Spin wise to the dome Spin faster, sick bastard Throw stones, I'll throw these bricks past you Now that you are in the radio